Hi, I'm Bran, and I love When Calls the Heart. Hi, I'm Jax, and I like When Calls the Heart. I'm Dan, and I despise When Calls the Heart, and this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Deck the Hallmark, it's this podcast. Well, hello everybody, the party party people. Another like a 10 p.m. recording of When Calls the Heart. A week before, not even a week before, we'll be up all night watching and reviewing home. That's exactly right. Now, for those of you that are listening to this on Thursday, um, congratulations. You've made it to the final day of non-Christmas movie season. Mm. (laughs) You did it. And I got to say. Somehow you made it those uh, nine and a half months. (laughs) I, I, I I can't with you right now. So now you made it to the week before Halloween. You're insufferable. You're an insufferable human I'm being. I'm the insufferable yes. one. Yeah, of course. There are millions. Millions. Millions like me. There are not millions like you. You're one of one, Bran. Don't sell yourself short. Thank you. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that like this, and I'm excited about it. And so join us tomorrow, uh, com slash marathon. 7.30 p.m. Eastern is when we'll begin to start. We'll do a little... Uh, fun chatter, and then we'll watch the first new movie of the season with Kevin McGarry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of Kevin going around, and then we'll be live all night, and we'll go all day on Saturday until the second new movie of the season. Uh, very excited. Yeah, it is. Very excited. It's that time of year. <clears throat> and Dan, we uh, always raise money for a charity. Do you want to say, say who we're yeah, raising, raising money for this year? Yeah, we a charity called Kids in the Spotlight. Kids. I wrote a song from Kids in the Spotlight. There's a spotlight. There's a kid. Kids in the Spotlight. Here we are. Here it is. And I hope they'll still let us be their sponsor after that. <laughs> Kids in the Spotlight. <laughs> Um, Having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Kids in the spotlight. Man, they're number one. Um, that was good. That, that wrapped up actually quite nicely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it did not. Uh, uh, it's an organization that helps foster kids uh, who are interested in the world of film, TV, and theater production, acting, writing, directing. Uh, gives them an opportunity to pursue that as a full-time occupation. What's They've, it called? Uh, kids in the spotlight. Kids in the yeah. spotlight. Yeah. Kids in the spotlight. Having a real good time. Kids in the spotlight. That's what I think it's going to be fine. You think it's going to be fine? Yeah, like <laughs> you, you sound like we're at like some sort of disaster movie. Like they're out. Clooney's out there on the ship. And I realized how that came wave. I meant but the I marathon. Going to be fine. I meant, I meant the marathon. I think the marathon's going to be fine. But now I know. Yeah. Um, how that it's came. a great organization. They produce over 850 films. And they've helped uh, thousands of kids uh, find a passion yeah. uh, that they can pursue as adults. And they're in the process of building a school just for this purpose. So we're really excited to partner with them. Well, yeah, we are. Kids in the spotlight. Kids, kids in the spotlight. <laughs> um also coming we out think today it's going to be fine, fine. Um, also coming out today is our ranking episode ranking yeah. all the movies uh, thus far uh, which is going to be a lot of fun and then tomorrow's episode 1000 with our, our, our season 6 kickoff can you believe that Jax? A thousand episodes a you guys thousands. are really really proud of you a thousand episodes you're on episode 999 right now 
Or not oh I don't know how gosh. it came out. Yeah. A thousand tomorrow. What, um, how many, you, you uh, uh, Bubbly Sesh, you guys, how uh, many? I mean, it felt like we did a thousand. <laughs> I, <feel. laughs> I, I would guess probably around 350. Yeah, you guys, I was about to say, because you were releasing daily there for like a year or two, right? Like. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's all a blur. Let's talk about When Calls the Hearts, um, the season 10 finale. finale. We uh, we watched it live with the people. It was a lot was of fun. fun. And um, so this is the freshest we've ever been doing a Winkles art, I think. We, yeah. we just watched it. Now we're That's rolling right, right into recording. Um, the episode is called... Uh, still, still, still the one. Still the one. Still the one. Uh, Jax, what's it called? <laughs> the one that I run to. The one that I belong. Yeah, that's to. right. The one that I belong. Oh. To. No, it's called Starry Night. Oh, I was close. Second guess. Yeah. Still the one. Um, if they really had watched Nathan and Elizabeth, they would know that it should be called Still the One. Be safe. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, guys, I didn't know about be safe until this week. That's this because was, it's not a real thing. They made it up. People watching the show it, made it up. No, but that is it's it's it, it's a way to express. It's like when people Great. are like text Great. me when you get home. You know, sub, you know that means I love you. It's subtext. Yeah, but it's like yeah, when it's we not, say it's not text. It's subtext. Oh yes, yes. It's okay. subtext. it's yeah. like when we say room room to you. The reason that you didn't know it is because it isn't. <laughs> text it room, didn't room. happen in the show it's subtext that's why you didn't know it okay so you're normal right that's that's the you it was kids in the spotlight <laughs> having a real good time um october 15th 20 it's gonna be fine <laughs> i think it's gonna be fine 2023 and it went a little something like this uh we're three weeks after elizabeth ripped lucas's heart out and stomped on it right outside the train station <laughs> the election is here everybody she's at school and the kids are like what are we supposed to do because we like lucas but also we feel like we should hate him because clearly he must have broken up with you right and she's like no 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 he's great sometimes you realize that you were never in love with your fiance <laughs> Lee and Rosemary are talking about Gowan maybe being Baby Goldie's godfather. The godfather. Come to me. You come to me in a mine. Have a real good time. Kids in the spotlight. It's going to be fine. Um, Gowan says, yeah, man, that's a hard pass for me. Uh, not interested in doing that. Um Thank you. Nathan and Bill go out on horses because the Pinkertons are back. It's been a few episodes. Uh, Joseph talks to Gowan about the Godfather thing again, trying to convince him to do that. And uh, Gowan is still very hesitant. Lucas and Elizabeth talk on the phone, and he's like, thanks for uh, telling me to get on that train because uh, I really do feel like I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And if I didn't do this, uh, you know, I, I know that I would regret it. So thank you for telling me to do it. People try to shield Elizabeth from all the Lucas posters that are plastered around town. And she's like, I'm fine. I can handle this. Uh, she then has a heart to heart with Gowan about forgiveness, about blowing stuff up. It's, it's a very nice scene. And it is uh, right below the starry night. Uh, it's election day, and apparently some people didn't vote. 
And we are down to the last hour. So they corral as many people as possible that don't have the I voted uh, buttons to get their buttons <laughs> in a voting booth and vote. Uh, Nathan shows up last minute and he and Elizabeth finally talk, uh, you know, one booth to the next booth. And uh, he's just kind of like, sorry, I overstepped. And she's like, no, you didn't. And, you know, he's like, good night. It's baptism time. Uh, Gowan shows up. Yay. It's a delight. We love that. Uh, then we find out the election results. Lucas wins. Hey, he did it. He did it, everybody. Uh, Elizabeth celebrates by going outside and seeing that a light is on. So she follows that light. And it is Gowan again. Another heart to heart. He talks about how he's a new man and how he was. He isn't a born again Christian. He's, but well, he's a new man. Yeah, sure. And that he has always been and is still currently in love with Abigail. He doesn't say that uh, verbatim, but I think we all, yeah, we all picked up on that That's subtext. Like, be safe. Be safe. Uh, Abigail's the love of my life. <laughs> um, Frickham and May finally share their feelings. Hey, how you what feeling about all that, Jack? Waiting for. I'm really happy for them. (laughs) (laughs) We see uh, then Lucas. It's nighttime. Cut to Lucas in Capital City. And a bright light shines on him. And he says, what are you doing here? here? Kids in the spotlight. (laughs) You get it. Um, Elizabeth goes and has a heart to heart with Ghost Jack. He's not there. We can't see him. But we know he's there. He's always there. Ghost Jack is number one in our hearts. Yes. Then we see Gowan get out of a vehicle or out of a horse. Yeah. I don't know. But we see Stanton. A Stanton. A Stanton. He's at Alex Stanton's house. <laughs> he was mean of him to do that to everybody. Stanton on the mailbox, <laughs> knocks on the door. Camera switches to being inside. Door opens. And he goes, Alex Stanton. No, he goes, Abigail. <laughs> Cut. We, that's it. That's all we get. Um, Elizabeth is now sitting on a log, uh, which apparently is a very important log. It's the be safe log. It's the be safe log. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a be safe log. I've been we keeping a log. All, yeah. I've been keeping a log myself of all the times I said be safe. Um <laughs> Nathan comes up and Nathan comes up on his horse and he's like, Elizabeth and Ab- uh, not Abigail. Uh, Elizabeth is like, uh, what are you doing here, Nathan? And he's like, I don't know. And then they just kind of look at each other for a little bit. And then Bill shows up. It's like, Nathan, we need you. And Nathan's like, we need both. Of you. We need both of you. We need both of you. It's Lucas. It's Lucas. They hop on their horses, they head back into town, and that, my friends, was When Calls the Heart, Season 10, Episode 12, Starry Nights. We did it. We did do it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and, um, I don't know, just kind of hang out a little bit. Let's do it. We'll just hang out here on Deck the Hallmark. Deck the Hallmark. Hallmark. 
We're back. Hello, everybody. We're talking about One Calls the Heart, the season 10 finale, Be Safe. And uh, we're having a lot of fun. And I'm excited to break this episode down with my, my friends here. And uh, we're going to start with the hot take. It is where we share exactly how we felt about this episode. We do not hold back. And I will start with you, Jax. Jax, season 10 finale. Give it season to 10 me. finale. This this episode was good. It was solid. However, definitely wasn't a fly Jacks to Greenville to watch it in person no. kind of episode. So I'm. Can you imagine <laughs> if you were here all week after that? <laughs> well, we would have had fun. We would have no, had no, fun. No, no. no, don't get me wrong. We would have had a blast. Seems like it you didn't blast want... watching it together. No, wait. What? Sorry, well, Brian. Did that hurt your seem... feelings? Well, it just seems, the one. seems like you didn't, seems like you didn't want to be here at all. I, I yeah. get what you're saying, Jackson. I would love to I'm see so, you, but I get what you're I saying. Think, I think I was ready. I think I expected the engagement to end in this episode. I, I was ready for the explosiveness, but they gave, they did give us to that in the pen. They gave us all that in the penultimate episode. I, I think this one was solid. I think there was some really good acting in it. I was really excited about May and Hickam getting together, and the cliffhanger. I I do think is pretty exciting. So all in all, it you know it was, it it wasn't great in terms of a finale but i thought that it was a very solid good episode yeah i i like this episode mainly for the last five minutes um a lot happens they do set up in typical when calls the heart fashion they set up the next season in such a way that makes me go Next season is going to be the one. <laughs> Next season is going to be special. You're right. These they they do this. They do, do it every time, Jax. They do yep, stop. Right. They do it every time. They do it every time. They do it every time. And here we are again. What the heck's going on with Lucas? Are we going to see Abigail next season? So many questions to set up another, what will most likely be a disappointing uh, season of television. But I'm here to get hurt, just like Lucas. And <laughs> can, I, can we back up yeah, for ahead. a second? You say they do this every time. When is the last time, aside from season one, where this show ended on an you know, it, actual I, cliffhanger like this. I don't think it ever I has. don't think a cliffhanger, but they do but stuff it, it, where it's like, okay. They never ended the last episode with like, so it, like they want you to think someone's life is in peril and a big character might be coming back. They've never done that in, in no, 10 seasons. No, but I think, I think what Bran is saying, which I agree with, is you're just like... Maybe this time. Oh, they're giving you hope. That's what you're talking about. Okay. My bad. My bad. That's on me. I thought you meant the cliffhanger. I'm just talking about hope, man. They're just giving me hope. hope. Yeah. And if you go back to our podcast that you're currently listening to. Um, Brand's tired, everybody. Give him a break. If you go back and you listen to the season finales, I'm sure you will hear me say, I'm excited for yeah, next season. Next year's going to be the I, one. I'm sure it happens. And I, when, when Panda was doing this show, it was the same thing. Same thing. It was yep. the same thing. Yeah. He fell for the trap. Jax falls for the trap. Right I think you're falling for the trap a little bit here, but I think you're coming for us as well. Uh, Dan, what do you think about this episode? So I think the big issue here is his last episode was cataclysmic like it, to to sell it as anything short as shaking the very foundations of this television program would be underselling it what they did last episode was something that they've never done in over a hundred episodes of television 
Um, they did something that it would. They changed. They they broke their own rules the last episode, and because of that, like the bad news of that is, is that they didn't they didn't agree to the verbal unwritten subtext contract that they have with the viewers. But in doing so, they've opened themselves up to a world of possibilities. So when that episode finished, the reason it kept me awake was one, I was like, this show had one chip to cash in. It cashed it in. That's terrible. But also it left me with this feeling of now they can do anything they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took the opportunity to do anything they wanted to do, and they did nothing. <laughs> um, this episode is kind of a nothing burger until the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. They took the opportunity to say, hey, guess what? We've reshuffled the deck. Win calls the heart isn't what you think it is anymore. All bets are off. True love isn't necessarily true love. We can do what we want, when we want, how we want to do it. And they took that, and instead it's like the preacher's got writer's block about the baby dedication, and Gowan doesn't want to be the godfather and oh are hickam and may sue gonna get together i like there's more injunctions in these here woods like it was an unfortunate use of the carte blanche to do whatever you wanted to do classic cart um abigail possibly coming back is fun uh the 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 idea that lucas is hurt physically is is what they're intimating here at the end of yeah, this? Yeah, like maybe um, maybe the, uh, the fish money caught up with him. Well, no, maybe it was the old governor and he shows up. That yeah. that'd be my guess. Maybe. And his and his cronies, but as I, he called them. I feel like that was a eye roll for me. the The idea that like we need you, it's about Lucas. Like what. <laughs> What could they possibly need Elizabeth in Hope Valley for about Lucas at this juncture? There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. We will find out that that is nothing. That is a big like fake scare, and that was a big eye roll. They just needed something to end that scene with Nathan and Elizabeth. And also, we're three full weeks after she ended her two-year relationship and engagement with the so- so-called love of her life. So the fact that they didn't make out there at the end kind of shocking to me. Um, so yeah, I, I was pretty let down by this episode um but i will i will tip my cap to sturman and the gang because they've never done this before this show is 10 years it could be stale but instead it's new and it's different and they left you with a cliffhanger they left you with a lot of possibilities and for that i am thankful as someone who is kind of sort of forced to watch this show i'm thankful i'm thankful that i'm not left feeling as though we did the same thing we always did so from that perspective, it does get a check for me in comparison to every other finale before it. But in every other aspect of like TV making and, and everything, I thought it was a disaster. Listen, I'm getting in the rowboat. You're getting in the rowboat. We're all getting in the rowboat. We're going to have ourselves a good season 11. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for mm-hmm. it. A lot of people in the chat are saying Abigail's not coming back. Is that there the is end of no, is that the end of Gowan? Is Gowan just gonna? I will tell you this right now: if they are bold enough to put a- Abigail's mailbox on the screen and have Henry say "Hey" to Abigail, and then not bring her back, this show is worse than I thought it was. No, it could definitely. It's it, gonna be. It's gonna be in just like that, like for the whole first season, like talking to Samantha on the phone, and you know you're not gonna see her, and then the second season. Oh, is that what happened? Like that. Yeah, and that that was the whole first season, and then the second, and she sends flowers when Big dies, and then the second season, Big dies. I don't it. know who that is. I'm oh, I'm sorry. So sorry. I was trying. Uh, I don't know what this sorry. show movie is. Uh, but in the, well, you can listen to my Hallmarkies podcast if you want to. Oh yeah. Wanna, 
do that. Oh, um, this is a sex in the city thing. Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep it TVG over here, Jack. So oh, sorry. sorry. Schmex in the schmitty. <laughs> Just like that. I think I'm allowed to say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the second season, they had her do one scene that she filmed by herself. Now, obviously, that's not the issue with Lori Lachlan, but I'm wondering. It, it, it reeked of that to me. Like, oh, not, they're not going to show it, but... They're making us be like, oh, the character is still alive. We're we're just not going to use the actor again. You know what? This, like, now that you said all that, this episode was very much a microcosm of this entire season. They wasted the majority of the runtime of this season doing absolutely nothing. And then they crammed all of the plot into the last 10% of the season, like the last one and a half, two episodes. And then this episode is very much like that. Not much happens. And in the last five or 10 minutes, you get a lot of like haymakers. And much of it will not amount to anything in my estimation. But it's different than how we normally end seasons of Wind Calls the Heart. So there's that. Uh, it's time for all the feels. We're talking about what gave us those feels. Jax. I had some feels. Um, something that my acting teacher used to say is when you play with better ball players, you play better ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he used a sports metaphor for a bunch of like theater Especially nerds. Especially saying that's ball what he players said. like that. <laughs> yeah, he said ball players. I don't think he knew what he was talking about with sports either. But with that being said, I think that this, the two scenes with Elizabeth and Gowan I think this is like Aaron Krako at her very best, especially in the first scene with Gallon. I think it's lovely. The acting is knock it out of the park. I loved it. Of course, I think the the adorableness between Mesu and Hickam, I'm all in for that. And I will say, you guys, the scene with Elizabeth and Nathan, I like how they're both in their voting blo- box thing. And then he comes behind her and he's like, Good night. Like I'm feeling it. The it it was great. I was feeling well. And if you actually go back, he has said good night. And when he um, says good night, what he means is a lot of times. Me. Yeah. And if you actually you look guys, at that, if you look at it, if you look, if at you it, look at it and you play it backwards, yeah. Play mm-hmm. him saying good night backwards. And this and you'll, is why all the teammates and people were so upset in season eight. And you'll it's pick it up, Crystal. You'll pick it up. They do have chemistry, though. They do have. They've got to listen. Lord. Listen, Lord. as much Wh- hassle as I give Team Nathan, folks, there, there is not. They, they are not wrong about the chemistry read. They're not wrong about that. Oh, They're not it's, wrong about. When it, I thought he was like, going to like just be like, "Can I join you in your voting booth?" Yeah, like, like, I, to say that like the that chemistry was wild. Elizabeth belongs with Nathan. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily disagree with that based upon chemistry. But there's a perceived slight for Team Nathan. There's an actual slight for Team Lucas, right? You, you know, so, yeah, you know what I if, you know what I think about that. And like, lots of Team Nathan, Sheila especially, but so many people have pointed to all the things that the writers have done to show that it should have been Nathan. And I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong, but I think they're hobbling that together all that evidence because the chemistry is so it's strong so good. And I almost, of course it's so good and i almost think that's more meaningful to actually be like despite even what the writers put in there or despite what was quote-unquote supposed to happen the connection these two actors have as these characters is electric and i think that that's actually even more important than any of what was supposed to happen or what was actually in the text yeah the better argument for team nathan is just chemistry 
country. Like, yeah. you lose me when it's like, you don't understand, they were supposed to be together. No, like, you... That's your that's your opinion. <laughs> the show did not do that. So like, the, but look, if you want to say, hey, he's got a daughter he's raising or a, a niece or whatever that yeah. is his daughter and she's got a son and he's a Mountie and their chemistry's great. Those are all really solid, like foundational reasons for those two to be together. Listen, at the end of the day, this is a soap opera and they need to get this to season 50 and there, she she will end up with Nathan, and then season 15, something else will happen. He'll and die. So be safe. I mean, it's clear as crystal. Yeah. How do we all miss it? You're right. You guys. <laughs> you guys with the be safe. Be safe. I like it. Be safe. Be safe out there, everybody. Be safe. Um. I, yeah, I mean, listen, I it, it got a big, big pop for me when when Gow, when Gowan knocked on that door. When I saw the Stanton I, you, you were, mailbox, yeah. and I was very excited. I thought we were going to see her, and um, it, currently, it could be real. It could not be real, uh, you know, similar to uh, Photoshop, but it's... One of those things where you, uh, I'm hoping, I, I would like, I would like for her to come back. I think she, Me like, I, 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 like her and Gowan were just starting to have that thing before the, the whole incident went down. And so I, I'd be open to letting that happen again. A lot of people are saying it's not going to happen, but you know, it's happening. It's happening. That it would be a bold happen. move, a bold move not to have her back. I, I just love the idea of the writers just being like, let's do it. Can we get her? That doesn't matter. <laughs> do it. Well, let's do it, and then we'll worry about it, we'll worry later. About it later. We'll worry about it later. We'll figure it out later. I don't know if I. We don't know if she's coming back or not. We're doing it though because it's the season finale, and dadgummit, we got to get brand excited. I don't think she would turn it down. I don't think that would yeah, exactly be the hurdle. No. no. I have feelings. I don't know, man. They they went on the record and said not now, not ever. But that, like, what I'm it, saying is, is I don't think. Lori Lachlan is the one that would be turning this down. But what I it, no. but what I'm saying is if if you were uh, worked a long time for a company, you you break the law, you go through a tough time, and you hear that company go not now, not ever. When they come and knock, and you're like, oh, oh, now, now's when's well, has the time come? Know. But from, I think she. Go ahead, Jax. Oh no, I just think she loves that cast so yes, much. I just 100%. imagine the. That's I just what I was going to say. Writers, yeah, I imagine the writers doing it and going like, "Oh, the network might not go for this, but oh well." <laughs> well, like that's, I imagine them being like, "Is Hallmark going to be weird about this?" I just here's my thing is, and we have a lot of fun here at Deck the Hallmark, and we raz the Lori Lachlan situation. We've done it for years now, and we stand by that because it's not. I think Lori probably, I hope, would appreciate those jokes. We're ne- like, we hear nothing but wonderful things about her. Our jokes mm-hmm. are being made about the, the $300,000 rowing bribe. That's, that's, our, that's where our jokes are made. She's a great actor, and all we hear, when everyone that was on this show, from When Calls the Heart, Craco, McNally, uh, McGarry, <laughs> all of those people were like, she's the best. Someone she's says, what awesome. if they- Someone says, what if they recast Abigail? Oh, my goodness. She like everyone loves her. She was like the mom of that set. And so I think she'd do it for them. I don't think it would be her. But, you know, what do I mean? The aunt. You know, I wouldn't put anything past them. Um, I do have feels. I do just uh, credit where credit's due. Um, They have done such a poor job by the character of Henry Gowan on this show. 
Um, he was the best bad guy homeworks ever had by a mile in seasons in season one, particularly like it would have been great if he stayed bad. And then they just made him good without any reckoning or any reconciliation or anything. And this season under this showrunner has decided to say, we're going to redeem him, but we're going to have him reckon with everything he's done and process that. This is something that should have been happening back in like season three or four. They're finally doing it, and it has rewarded us with some of the best television ever produced by Wind Calls the Heart. Uh, Gowan talking about sitting there and looking at the mine and 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 thinking of the 47 men. That's good stuff, man. Like, that's real character by a real character actor. It's great. It's great television. And so his two scenes, man, really good stuff. And him actually, you don't get redemption without reconciling what you've done and, and, and like, talking through that. And, and I think them doing that for him it has been the best thing about this season of television. So big time feels for me there. There you go. Let's take one more quick break. We'll come back and we'll get to the wait what's and the hopes and valleys for the final time this Somebody season. Somebody said too bad that was his last episode, LOL. If that was Martin Cummins' last episode, this show should be like... Is that is that it, out there? Can, th- can we do a show, Google? This, this show should be blacklisted. <laughs> oh my goodness. He, is he, is he just no riding off into true. the sunset, knocking on Abigail's door? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, we'll be right back here on the Dahmer. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about what calls the heart, the season 10 finale. It's time for the wait what is where we talk about what in this episode made us go, wait, what? Jax. Um, I have two. My my first one is technically not from this episode, but it's a wait what on the three of us for <laughs> missing in last week's episode, which I'm we disappointed some double deckers. I disappointed myself. We did not talk about that gosh darn horrific green screen. Oh, in the woods. That was in the, the woods. It was. It was, it was one bad. of the so bad, so bad, and I couldn't stop laughing at it. So, I, and I know some of the double deckers are upset that we missed it. So that's a big well, wait what for a show us. that uses the same cabin every season for something different. <laughs> I do, I just am like whatever green screen. But yes, we did miss it. We did miss. Yeah. No, yeah, it's weird. It's weird the things that I feel like I can let go and like I'm really okay with the cabin. It doesn't bug me at all. But then I see green screen and like that took it just took me way out. Um, the other thing was I know that we play very fast and loose on this show <laughs> with like dates and historical stuff, but we're supposed to be at like 1920, I think. Right? Yes, sure. 1920, straight up. 1920, straight and up. That's the year women got the right to vote, and yes. I think it would have been a cute, funny little thing if they could have made some reference to it in this episode, but they did not, and I thought that was a missed opportunity, especially because the population of Hope Valley, I, I would say that there's more women than men, so I think they could have had a cute little thing in there, but they didn't, and I went, wait, what about it? Uh, well, I'm not 100% on this, Jax, but because it is in Canada... Um, oh, right. I, I think they got the right to vote earlier than the United States. Yeah, oh. I think they did. Universal suffrage for the United States, 19th Amendment, 1919, first vote, 1920. And I told but Dan this before. The, but here's the thing. Right, is, yeah, is, sorry, yeah, Brent, yeah, Brent actually. Oh, cool. I told him he can share it. I told him he can no, share it. I appreciate it, but, that. On the yeah. West Coast, a lot of women were getting uh, suffrage before 1920 in the United States. 
they were much more progressive on that front. Um, but I believe Canada got it earlier. I could be wrong. That's a that's a guess on my part, but I believe they got it earlier. You know what's funny every time? Because I was only really reminded that this show took place in Canada when we were talking about the yeah. governor thing. Yeah. I like don't I do you I think it takes place forget. like Washington State where do you yeah, think it takes place yeah I do <laughs> like that's, I just picture it in this like amorphous floating like yeah, kind of it's more yeah. than fair yeah more yeah. than fair um I got a couple I I I am this episode just made me wonder how big Hope Valley is um because one they do that like they're her uh, Elizabeth and Rosemary are walking down the street one day and they're like man I really hope people come out to vote what do you like it's like you know everybody There's like 50 votes what 50 are we concerned are about cast. yes but then we get to um and i'm just like this is whatever everyone's gonna come out as lucas everybody knows lucas we get to election day and there's a whole slew of people hundreds that, that <laughs> we've never seen before where how big is hope valley supposed to be i just don't know and they have all these people and then they got people that are just not voting uh, and but the, I just was so confused because I I feel like we know everybody in town, and then there's like a handful of people that are that are extras every. But this was like no whole valley extends far beyond what we could have ever th- thought or imagined. So just was confused and it did just take me out of that episode of the episode. Uh, last but not least, we finally do get, um, uh, Frickham and may, and they share their feelings. And then he does this thing, uh, Dan, where he asks her to dance and <laughs> he does this. He does this by doing, going like he this. He doesn't do this. Like, would, would you, you like my hand dance? at a hand level? It's, he does it like this. She <laughs> like finger right in your eye. Would you like to dance? If you're watching on Father Father TV, so that's DTH. He literally almost jams his finger in her eye. Would you like to dance? It was so cute. It wasn't. <laughs> Narrator, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Dana? Um, yeah, I hate to borrow a line from Arrested Development, but has anyone here ever seen an election? Like, I, I like. First of all, we find out that Rosemary and Elizabeth are in charge of the entire election in Hope Valley. Not the not the mayor, not not anybody official. Just the two people who have been campaigning nonstop for one of the two candidates. Second of all, they decide to show up, and I want to quote here: a few minutes before the polls open. If you're running this thing, that's a problem. And then they have the dumbest idea ever, which is we'll have one, one voting booth. One. And then also, has Hope Valley never voted on anything before this that wasn't just for Hope Valley? Like, they're all lined up. Like, they've never been to an election before. And they're just voting on one thing. Just for the governor of this massive but empty province of Canada. <laughs> Why do I say massive but empty? Because we hear the totals. And the totals, gang, are seven. They're both in the 7,700. Basically, there's like 15,400 people that voted. And it's a 20-hour train ride to Capital City. So, over the course of 20 hours of train ride, only 15,000 total people voted in this election. I am sorry, Either this is the biggest barren wasteland. There's more people per square mile in Montana than that. Like, either this is, like, 
it, you can't have both of those things. You can't have Lucas going, well, we, I have to live in Capital City. It's a, it's a 20-hour train ride away, and only 15,000 people vote in this election total. That's total ballots cast in the entire province. I Like, just be better. Be better at the math. Be better at, at trying. And then also, they decide to do the old I voted buttons. In 1920, that's got to cost a fortune. That's not cheap. You're not going down and running off stickers on your cricket machine. You you are you are printing buttons and you're having them made had to be weeks if not months in advance. I, I just yeah. a lot of the election bothered me. It's, and it's not as effective as it is now with social media where we can shame and show off. You know what I yeah. mean? We shame people that haven't voted and show off if we have. Yeah, That's exactly, exactly right. Of course. If you're not posting on your stories, you're a little sticker. It's a what shame are you and show doing? off situation. Um, I'm, I'm big in the shame and show off when it comes to uh, when it comes to voting, for sure. Um, I love how Lee has just this voting. idea. Just, just voting. That's it. Uh, Lee has this idea that uh, he wants Gowan to be uh, Goldie's godfather. Oh, and father. And... His defense of this is, is yes, he did kill people in the mine, but have you seen the garden? <laughs> the garden is incredible. It's, it is like, and it's like, yeah, I know he's done some terrible things, but he made a garden, guys. He made a garden. Uh, Elizabeth's class, her students, are all mad at Lucas Bouchard for breaking her heart at the train station. And she has an opportunity to tell all of her students who trust every word she says, no. He didn't break my heart. I broke his heart at the train station. I left him stranded, and I made him get on the train. Does she do that? Nope. Sure doesn't. Does she take any of the blame? Nope. She just goes, oh, people fall apart. Classy. Real classy <laughs> there. Um, and then I think, I think that's going to be it for me. I think that's it for me. It's time for the final hopes. Hope. Hopes and Valleys. Hey guys, it's time for Hopes and Valleys. It's where we talk about the things in this episode that gave us hope for the future and or bumming us out. Jax. I'm really excited to see Fiona hopefully fall in love uh, with Lucas. They teed it up. You know, Faith is talking to her and saying, you know, are you a matchmaker? So you don't have to focus on your own love life. Teed it up perfectly. And I am very much looking forward to see Nathan finally get to kiss a woman on this show <laughs> and also Abigail possibly coming back. I'm, I'm here for all of it. Honestly, I don't have any valleys other than the fact that Ted seems not to want to return my phone call. Yeah, so I not, 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 not sure. Not a for yeah. Season 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, so before this episode ended and Gowan, you know, knocked on, abigail's door i had this thought about how do you remember one of my hopes early on in the season was i wonder if abigail's gonna come back because they're like abigail's gonna come in and do, uh, she's gonna be in the wedding and we're like wow we're doing this thing and i had this thought that that they were that was never that was never gonna happen because they they knew that she was not going to end up with, there was going to be no wedding. So let's just write Abigail's name in there because we know that that will never happen. And so that was a valley, but now I have hope because he knocked on the door and I just, yeah, I will say, you know, they could very well, you know, that could be the end. Uh, you know, Gowan could move out of hope Valley, 
move marry and move in with Abigail and you know pop into Hope Valley every once in a while and that could be the thing we get um it very well could be but there's been a, there's been too much mention of Abigail and then showing the mailbox I just feel like there's going to be something there I'm hopeful that it is and uh we'll 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 see and I am um my valley is that another season has gone by and there has been no ghost jack no ghost jack um, but you know there's always there's always next season and Here's to hoping. Dana? The show's been hopeless for a long time. My valley is that inevitably episode one of season 11 will be three minutes, maybe five, explaining that Lucas is fine, uh, and then 40 <laughs> minutes of some, like, inane plot, like the mercantiles running low on oranges. <laughs> like, or, there's, a, there's a shortage. We don't have enough electricity for the... It's just going to, I know it. I know it. I know what's going to happen and I hate it already that they're going to go like they're going to build all this up and then they're just going to shift hard back down in the first gear and we're going to have some plot line where it's like the new model T just came out. What if, what if next season uh, opens up with uh, like Lucas and a body cast and, and uh, Elizabeth's like, well, now that I know you're not safe, can we? because oh. the whole thing the whole thing was like i think he was a safe choice well Man, what a what a time what a time. Bo- body bag body bag bruchard is not such a safe choice <laughs> anymore bruchard, but i Dang like it. Body but bag it was uh, it, and it just happened good. so yeah, i don't know either. Sure. do we have a what's called my heart email dan we last do, one of the season I, yeah, aaron sent this to me and uh <clears> i read who it was from and i need to tell you <laughs> which by the way real quick last week we had a what's called my heart right. it was and I, oh, I, I got a follow up. You got to follow up. Email me and explains that there's a bit they do in in her like I don't know if it's her family or somewhere where when somebody says tell me about it, the person that you say it to basically has to make up a story about it. Like when you say tell me about it, you're like all right, and then you like it was a uh, a young child who blah blah blah, and that was the bit she was doing. And and I we never caught that, but it probably it probably yeah it probably crushed, crushed for her family. Yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly. So we did get an which I love that. There. Great, yeah. good. Thank you. Um, I'm seeing this, and I need to go ahead and tell you. I, I know where this is going. I can tell you already oh, where it's boy. going. And after I read this, and you are all real real mad at me. I, I've not read the whole email, but I can oh, tell you no. where it's going. Um. I, I will I want to explain my side of the story. Oh my god. And my side what won't, is happening? won't make it much better, but it, it will help a little bit. Okay. Um and I think producer Aaron saved this for the end on purpose. This is from Sam Christmas. Okay. Christmas is his last name. Um kick off, kick off tomorrow, by the way. Uh yeah, kickoffs tomorrow, <laughs> Just, of course. Uh you can email us and uh, we're gonna need some more emails. I'm producer Aaron's telling me this is our last one. Uh for next season. Wow. Hello at deckthehomework.com telling us what's calling your heart. Um Hello, Brand, Dan, and Jax. My name is Sam Christmas, and Dan used to be one of my teachers in elementary and middle school. Aww. I, listen, I, first of all, all right, I'll read the thing, and then I'll have to do some explaining. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, Dan was my PE teacher, and one hot spring day, he lined my class up along the side of the basketball court and told us that he had some exciting news. He gleefully reported that our school's principal had approved his request to take our class to the nearby park for swimming lessons. Needless to say, we were all ecstatic. After we had stopped celebrating and settled down, Dan proceeded to wish us all a happy April Fool's Day. 
and told us to start running laps around the playground oh my area. Gosh. How old were this kid? Fourth grade. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Dan made me suffer that day. And I'm thankful that the good Lord has deemed it appropriate now to make him suffer by watching Wind Calls the Heart he every is week. is good. In all seriousness, what's calling my heart uh, is you guys. Thank you for all the endless stream of entertainment podcast episodes. They are always uplifting and entertaining. I will never, I will likely never actually watch a Hallmark movie or episode of Wind Calls the Heart, but I will continue to listen to and enjoy the pod. Merry Christmas. Sam Christmas. P.S. Bring back weekly episodes of Yo Gavel Gavel. It was streets ahead. It now, was streets ahead. Before, before we get any anybody who's just going to tell me that, that I, First of all, did that happen? Yes. But for a couple of things. One, oh I did not make them run laps afterwards. That is, we are remembering different stories. Uh-huh. Second of all, it was April. Well, it was April Fool's Day. It was April 1st. And I taught elementary school PE. And I that class had a lot of kids who had like uh, family members that worked at the school. And I thought it would be a fun class to do an April Fool's Day joke. And it was a hot, hot day in Columbia, South Carolina. And I was like, they got, gave us permission to go to the pool. And then I underestimated, I was 20, 21 years old, how big of a <laughs> how big of a deal it was. And he, he, Sam and I are still friends to this day. His older brother and I are really, really good friends. And I, I wouldn't do it again. If I could go back, I wouldn't do it again. But 21 year old me was dead wrong there. But you're but, saying that they I, didn't run laps. They, no. So you he, don't want us is, to believe the victim. Sam is, you making, don't want us to believe the victim. No. Sam is making this sound much more dramatic than it was. Interesting. I, I will say I didn't do it. Interesting. I thought it was a perfect age for that prank. I was like, what age? Any younger would be mean. Any older, they'd get it. They would figure it out. Fourth grade is wheelhouse. Now that I have children that are seven years old, I understand that it's mean. And sometimes, Sometimes it takes growing up to understand that. And I do understand that now. But you know what? You know what? There were like 12 kids in that class, and at least five of them have talked to me about it as adults, and they thought it was hilarious. So there's that. Well, can I ask a quick follow-up? Please. So I actually I actually don't think it's that bad. I think it could be really funny. I'm just imagining myself doing something like that and then like being crushed by their reaction. Like, did they <laughs> laugh or were they so sad? No, they were, did anyone cry? They were... Like it, when I said it, it was like that classic kid pause where they all took a giant breath in, like, oh. and then they all screamed. And that oh was when gosh. I, that was when I knew, that was when I knew I was in big, big trouble. I was like, oh, Did any of them cry. Oh no. And I went, <laughs> I just went one more, one more thing, April fools. And then, then the second pause, like the wave hit them and they just were like, no, <laughs> It was terrible. It was awful. No, and then you made them run. About that forever. Yeah, I didn't know the running. Sam, you can text me. The yeah, running is not that. I'm not staying. Like all these kids are in their 30s right now. I'm okay? going to choose to believe I, Sam. Like, they were, Sam's the they, one that ran the laps. No, he threw the laps in to make sure everyone understood how mean it sounded. That's okay. what he did. 
I I didn't make them run laps. There's no worlds. Well, I was, wait, but what else did you? What else would you do in PE? That oh, day? we didn't even have a gym in that. The school was so oh. tiny. Like it was like an outdoor basketball court and so, like we played dodgeball like every day. Like I was a like I was getting my history degree and they had me teach PE. They had nobody to do it. The, the teacher like quit or something a week before school started. So they paid me hourly to do it. Like I, and I was just teaching K five to eighth grade PE. They each got it once a week. And it was like do- oh basically dodgeball. Like it was not Just dodgeball. Yeah. I wasn't like, no, come on. Uh, no, 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 no. And here's the problem is, is that if there are any other students from that time period who are all like well in their thirties have kids now, like if any of them are listening, I know what's going to happen. They're going to also email in and they're going to do a bit where they're going to make it sound worse. Please don't do that. Please don't do it. It doesn't need, we get it. We understand what happened. I was young. It was, it was stupid. I thought it was going to be funny. I still think it is funny, but was it right? No, it wasn't right. And don't so I'm very, don't very send emails to hello. Um, that's really interesting that he says that he ran laps and you're saying that he, he didn't, didn't run. run. Well, you said they didn't even have a gym, but yeah, they, no. they had a pool? No, they didn't. No, no they didn't. That's that was, the April. Was April That's Fools April. was the principal. There was a pool at a park right down the street. And okay. so the, so it was like. Did you even try to get permission? No. That's actually a pretty like good a idea. Though. See, at that yeah. point, I would have, if I would have seen, I would have been yeah. like, I have to do this now. I would like, I was like, uh, no, no, I just, I just was like, Mr. the principal's name was Mr. Collier. Mr. Collier approved us getting four, uh, we're going to do a swimming unit where we're going to actually get in the bus and go down to the park. Oh my gosh, you and, said a swimming yeah, unit? It wasn't just a one-off? It wasn't a one-off. It was no. a unit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we know what units mean, man. That means multiple days. <laughs> At the pool. Swimming joy. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And that's yeah. tough. Well, I, I didn't make a room lapse. The after, especially after that. That would have been brutal. Yeah, April Fool's got them. Now run your laps. No way. No yeah, way. The, yeah, the laps are what run makes your it laps. brutal. Yeah. That's brutal. Uh, all right, we did it, everybody. Congratulations. We'll be back tomorrow with our 1,000th episode, mm. season six kickoff, and then we uh, we have a wonderful marathon happening tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And by marathon, it does not involve running laps. It involves sitting down for a long time we will do that until then maybe the first to wish you a merry christmas deck the hallmarks of bravel jam podcast is produced by aaron shea for more information on deck the hallmark you can go to deck for more information on the deck the hallmark family you can go to bramble jam plus.com deck the hallmark is presented by philo tv for a free trial of philo go to philo.tv slash dth You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi. But here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.